Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. You're listening to The Strata, a Beyond the Dark production. Season 1, The End of Rust. Part 2. When I wake, I'm not out on the street anymore. I'm lying on a bench in a small, cluttered room that's lit by a single rusted lamp on the wall. There's smoke in my nostrils, scorched metal. Lying across from me is a grotesque, dismembered robot, staring with lidless eyes, its body ruined. For hell? Hey, Rust, take it easy. Sienna, is that you? Lie down. That's it. What's going on? You didn't take my advice. That's what's going on. Huh? I told you not to do anything strenuous. You didn't listen to me, did you? Uh, there were some thugs, and they were attacking my... I don't need the specifics. Just listen to me next time, okay? How did you even know what happened to me? How did you find me? Uh, I, uh... I installed a monitor when you came to see me after I took those bullets out. You were in bad shape, and I wasn't sure how far you would get. Sorry I didn't tell you, but I knew you wouldn't agree if I asked to install a tracker and- No, I wouldn't. I just thought- Is it out? Yeah, I took it out. Sorry, I- Thanks, Sienna. I owe you. Welcome. It's a good thing I got to you so fast. Dockerton thugs were circling. Where am I exactly? I couldn't haul you all the way back to my workshop in Midtown. Not enough time. Your core was giving out. Had to make do with this place. A friend of mine owns it. Just a storeroom he keeps in Dockerton. But it's not all bad news. Look what I found sitting down here in the trash. A dead robot. Good for you. I prefer to think of it as an organ donor. I pulled out a couple of decent regulators and a flow stabilizer. Nice replacements for some of your damaged parts. Not all of them, but it's a good start. Hmm. Feels better already. Although, it looks like your plasti skin isn't healing over anymore. The wounds won't close up. Nah. I need to get a complete reskin every 15 years or so, and I'm overdue. Cast's a bomb, so I'll manage without. If your skin starts to fall off, your body is going to look like our robot friend over here. Not good. Looks are the least of my problems right now. Yeah, I guess so. 
At least we got you patched up. You're a miracle worker, Sienna. Literally. And, uh, I'm good for payment, as always. No need. These parts didn't cost me a thing, so let's consider it a freebie. You don't need to do that, see? I have a feeling you're going to need those creds for something else, right? How'd it go at BioCare? The doc thinks I can get the treatment, but... You're right. It's going to cost. Much more than I can afford. That's assuming your income stream doesn't change, which it won't if you keep making the same kind of deliveries you've always made. (sighs) I can see where this is going. Why not branch out a little? Haven't we had this conversation a thousand times before? The only reason I've gotten by all these years without getting caught is because I handpick every job. If there's too much risk or too little reward, I won't do it. Yeah, but Rust, if you don't change things up, what's the point anyways? That body of yours isn't going to last much longer, and when it goes... Yeah. Look, I get contacted all the time by people looking to shift. All sorts of stuff. I'll give you the list. You can do what you want with it. Sure. Thanks. Those parts I've given you should hold up for a while, but... Rust, you need to come up with answers. Soon. I'm all out of miracles. Yes? Are you Mr. Tompkins? Yes, that's me. The name's Russ. I heard from a mutual friend that you were looking around for certain services. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Come in. That's my wife, Sakura. Uh, You best stay on this side of the room. It's okay. I haven't caught a cold in a hundred years. Not something I have to worry about these days. Oh, oh, I see. So, you need a package picked up. Uh, Yes, yes, I have the details here. Thank you so much for this. Let's see here. I'm grabbing it from Highgate City? Uh, Yes, that's right. This is a medical facility. I hope the details are correct. I had to pay for the information. It's correct. I know the place. What is the package, exactly? (laughs) It's the treatment for blood rot... The cure for Sakura. Are you serious? The fee that you're offering is nowhere near enough for this job. What do you mean? Do you have any idea what's involved in a job like this? I have to pay off a lab tech, maybe two, the security guy, and then get the sample off the premises. Once I take that out, there's no margin. Not with what you're offering. Where's my end? I... this is all I have... So I'm supposed to do this for free? No, I don't expect... You can buy the cure legit. You don't even need someone like me to get it out the back door. Don't you think I've looked into that? 
There's not a soul in Dockerton who can afford what they're charging for the cure. This is all I can pay. I'm sorry for you, Mr. Tompkins. I am. But I'm not much better off than you. I have to make a living. Look at her. She's dying. Sakura stares at us through watery eyes, black veins snaking all over the parts of her face that aren't covered by the mask. I'm sorry. Between the blood rot and the powder that's all over the streets, we have no chance around here. Everyone's either sick or addicted or both. I know that. I... I just don't have the answers. <sighs> Goodbye. The bar in Highgate City is called Cloud 10. It's packed with socialites clad in gaudy outfits sipping strangely colored drinks. Carver is easy to spot. His hulking frame takes up an entire side of the booth, and the glass in his hand, normal sized for anyone else, looks like a shot glass pinched between his fingers. Rust, take a seat. Welcome. Mr. Carver, how you doing? I'm honored to finally meet the legend himself. I've heard a lot about you over the years. Same here. You're well known in these parts. I've even tried to book your services once or twice. Unsuccessfully, I might add. I've been a little picky in the past with the jobs I've taken on. Nothing against you at all. Of course. A mutual acquaintance of ours, Sienna, said you had a job for me. That you asked for me specifically. That's right, I did. Hey, Rust. How's it going? What the hell? Sit down, please. These two assholes tried to kill me down in Dockerton. Put a couple slugs right through me. I'm a good shot, what can I say? Relax, Rust. They work for me. They work for you? It was a misunderstanding. And I apologize. Please, sit. What's the deal? I like to be thorough when choosing new employees. Lately, I've been looking for a courier to add to my roster, and I asked Gnarly and Strip to see what you were capable of. To test your mettle, so to speak. You put them up to this? They weren't supposed to shoot you, of course. Just see how you would react when challenged. A challenge? They tried to blow my brains out. As I said, it was a terrible mistake on their part. As you can see by the bruises on their faces, my crew has learned their lesson. Yeah, you got us all right, big guy. Uh-huh. Bruises, huh? I had my insides torn to shreds. You expect me to smile and pretend that everything is okay now? This is business. I expect you to be professional. Sure, let's be professional. How about you start by paying for damages caused by these goons of yours? I don't hand out anything for free, Russ. You passed the audition, but you aren't on the payroll yet. You've earned an offer. What offer? The business opportunity of a lifetime. Well, I don't usually work with gang lords. And I don't like being called that. Yeah, I guess we aren't going to get along after all. I'll show myself out. You came to me for a reason, didn't you? Not because you wanted to work with me, but because you had to. 
Something forced your hand. You must need these creds badly. Doesn't everyone? Well, I can definitely help with that. In my line of business, the margins are juicy. <laughs> Very juicy indeed. What's the job? I need a small container, that's all. It's arriving at the harbor in Dockerton, and I need it brought to me here. Easy. Why do you need a middleman if it's so easy? You could just pick it up yourself. Easy. For you, I meant. You're still going to need to extract it from the facility and get it through the checkpoints. Not my skill set. Besides, I never set foot in Dockerton. Not anymore. It's beneath me these days. What's in the container? It's a biological sample. I'm not at liberty to reveal more than that. That's not how I work. I need to plan things out. When you work with me, sometimes you won't know much about the wares. That's above your pay grade. Your only concern is getting the package from A to B. I still don't like it. I thought you'd recognize a good opportunity when you saw it. It's not just a question of opportunity. Well, do you want the creds or not? If I were in your situation, that's really the only question I'd be asking. In the warehouse, I wait patiently in the shadows as business carries on around me. Most of the processes are automated, but there are still a few humans, mostly maintenance guys and some overseers, who still work here. How you doing, Rust? Just fine. Any trouble getting the container? It wasn't easy. It's gonna cost you. Let me check the serial number here. Okay, that's it. Sending you the creds now. That uh, looks about right. I'll see you next time. I pick up the container. It's lighter than I expected. I patch into the security feed by the exit, scramble it for ten seconds, then get the hell out. In the privacy of the van, I take a moment to give the container a once-over. There's a gauge and a socket for the supply of some kind of gas, but no markings to indicate the nature of the creature inside. With the gauge already dipping, I know there's not much time. Damn it. I consider cracking the case open, but that might not be a good idea if the specimen turns out to be a virus. And I have no idea what kind of gas to pump inside. No other choice. Gotta get there fast. I bring up the nav and check the quickest route across the strata. The main streets are more direct, but they're also likely to be clogged with checkpoints, so I turn off the system altogether. Time to go my own way.
Carver lives in a penthouse in one of the tallest spires in Highgate City. The glass-walled elevator moves at a fair clip, but it still seems to take an eternity with the gauge on the container redlighting. All the while, the glitter of the city spreads out before me like a sea of shimmering gold and silver. Carver, I've got it! Well, that was fast. I'm impressed. Told you he was good. Here, open it. Slow down, my friend. Take it easy. It's almost out of air. I got it. Don't piss your pants. Ah, it's alive. It certainly looks that way. What, uh, what the hell is it? It's called a wombat. They went extinct over 50 years ago, actually. A company called Regen Corps started engineering them recently. Yeah, I know what a wombat is. They were still around in my day. But why did you go through all this trouble to get it? Look at it. So strange. I just wanted one. And to buy it legit would cost a fortune. Stay back from it, Strip. Could be poisonous or something. You were testing me again. That's it, isn't it? Think of it however you like. At the end of the day, you're still getting paid. I don't like games. Nor do I. Whatever. I've sent the creds through already. Check your balance. That's, uh... That's fine. I've also taken the liberty of arranging a meeting with Rumesh Singh, one of the premier hardware specialists in Highgate City. I'm not promising anything, but he's agreed to take a look into those wounds of yours. You can go right now. Singh. I've heard of him. Expensive. I've asked him to do this one at a reduced rate. As a favor to me. Uh, thanks. I know you don't like me, Russ. But it's pretty clear that you need me. I have more work for you. Plenty more if you want it. But I need a commitment. I need you all in. Ready to drop whatever you're doing in an instant if I called your name. Okay. You work for me and me alone. Exclusivity. Yeah. Say it. I said I'm in. Glad to hear it. Enjoy your marsupial. Get it right, old timer. It's called a worm bat. I thought these old guys were supposed to be wise and shit. Sure hope you know what you're doing, old timer. Yeah? Rust, is that you? Who the hell is this? It's Amina. Your great-granddaughter... You gave me your number when you were here? Oh, yeah. Of course. What's up? I need to talk to you. It's urgent. What's this about? I'll tell you when you get here. Okay, I've, uh... I've got a few things to get done first. Can you come right away? Well, I... Please? <sighs> yeah. Okay, Humana. I'm on my way. Thank you.
This podcast is made possible by my supporters on Patreon. New episodes appear every two weeks. If you'd like to jump ahead with early release episodes, head over to patreon.com slash beyondthedark. There you'll also find exclusive content and other perks. Your support means I can keep bringing you more seasons of The Strata. Season 1. The End of Rust. Starring Jason Churoi, Elisa Marteja, Michelle Mosley, David Cook, Luke Wheeler, Rhiannon Marshall, Naya DeRusso, Wyatt Henry, Nina Nikolic, Charlie Wilson, Arim Chu, C.W. Gant, Ethan McCabe, and Jared Machado. Created by Mark R. Healy, a Beyond the Dark production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In June of 2020, an amateur podcaster disappeared from the Carson National Forest while searching for the legendary Finn treasure. But he was adamant that he was onto something big. He was obsessed. He showed her some hand-drawn map to a treasure out in northern New Mexico. The subjective truth is part treasure hunt, part paranormal docudrama. Starring Addison Peacock as Graham Anderson. Back at home, I placed the box on the counter, and I just stared at it for a while. You'd never be able to guess its social impact on the human race by looking at its simplistic design. UFOs, ghosts, reincarnation, and liars. This is The Subjective Truth. Subscribe now. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>